You are listening to Story Archaeology. For more information and to subscribe, please visit storyarchaeology.com. Hi, I'm sure you've all noticed the appearance of a donate button on the website. Yes. Now, plenty of podcasters um, do look for donations as a way of kind of general fundraising, covering costs. And we at Story Archaeology, we are not immune from those costs. No, no. And we are doing, of course, all this on our own time for the love of it. And And we we do do love it. (laughs) But... We're certainly not trying to turn in a profit. I don't think we could, even if we wanted to. Uh, But there are some really specialised needs that we do have and that are difficult to meet. If you've read The Trials and Tribulations of the Story Archaeologist, and that was on the uh, website as an article, you'll already have some idea. But we do have a very particular goal at the moment. Yes, and that is that I need to buy a Braille display. Now, I want to explain to you what I need to do in order to do the equivalent of someone else opening a book. You've probably heard us say down the the years at this stage that I'm visually impaired. Uh, Basically, I can't read print at all. When I was at university and doing my master's degree in early Irish, what had to happen was that I had to find the book, usually in the library. Um, a volunteer or myself would have to physically scan each of those pages into the computer. The computer then had to recognise them and turn them from images into text. And usually computers don't have very good Irish. So then a volunteer would have to visually proofread all of the text, make sure all the spelling was correct and all that kind of thing, send it back to me. I had to convert it into Braille and hopefully into Irish Braille and then either read it off a machine or get that printed out into Braille and then bring that into my class where my classmates sat down with the book and opened it. So that was what had to happen when I had the whole support of a university network and disability services at my back. I don't have that anymore, I'm afraid. Yeah, this is why sometimes all the wonderful translations that Isolde would like to put out (laughs) take a bit longer. They do, yes. It's amazing how much you get done. (laughs) But look, just explain what a Braille display actually is. Yeah, well, certainly the ones that are available now, effectively, whatever information comes out on your computer screen is translated into electronic braille and it comes out on a machine which has all these little raised dots that can change what their shapes are so there's like a row of 40 Mm. cells and each of those can represent a braille character and of course because they're little movable pins it means that rather than just printing something out in braille which good God, does that take a lot of paper. Mm -hmm. It can just constantly refresh it. You can read it as you go along. Yes, I was noticing the other day that you received a statement from a bank in a box. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was just one page of Braille, yeah. The other fantastic thing about the displays that are available now is that rather than having a separate keyboard, so I'd have to have my hands on the keyboard to type things in and commands and then move to a Braille display to read that with my fingers, but there's now ones available where all those keyboard commands are right there beside the braille so I don't have to constantly be moving from one thing to another yeah. you know so they're make, well designed it now. would make quite a difference wouldn't it it would make a huge difference I mean at the moment when I'm doing the translation work and I want to look something up on EDIL which is the electronic dictionary of the Irish language and you couldn't even do that before this was no it, this it was why for so many years none of this work could be done exactly didn't exist yeah that was only only yeah. went up in 2007 which was after I'd finished my mm. my degree the thing is that I usually use a screen reader which is reads out the text on the screen but they don't know Irish so 
I'm either listening to something which sounds like someone who's never met the Irish language just reading the way it looks, which is terribly confusing, plus there's an awful lot of information that I need to wade through in order to get to the relevant bits. Particularly on the onomastico. Oh, God, yeah. So, you know, there's like huge screeds of difficult-to-read texts and and, uh, abbreviations and so on. So I have to use a, a mixture of bad screen reading and a certain amount of screen magnification. It's huge! I know. And the thing is that then I need to sit, like, literally two inches away from the screen, which is really bad for my back. (laughs) And if you have the screen, I find it difficult to read the script when it's so huge because I'm just trying to read a little bit. I can't scam read, so it's even difficult for me to read it to you. And anyway, you need to do this on your own. You're not working together all the time. So it would make a huge difference. Yeah, it would mean that I could just effectively look up a dictionary, which I can't at the moment do. There's one problem. These things are expensive. You wouldn't believe how expensive. The particular one that I feel is best meets my needs at the moment um, will cost, I think, something over €3,000. And you were offered a small grant from a state agency, weren't you? I was. I was offered €250. Euros. <laughs> so it's not going to buy even a little button, is it? Uh, no, it really isn't. And again... It's not within my personal financial means to come up with the difference. Not that much. No. So any donations of any size, however oh, yeah. small, will all go towards this. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, in the future, other running costs involved in story archaeology. But at the moment, this. This is the priority, I have It'll to say. It'll take a while. Yes, it's going to take a while, but, mm. you know... We'll ev- get there. Yeah, and every little donation is so mm. welcome. We've already had some. Yeah, and huge thanks to those who already donated. Yeah, absolute superstars. It sort of makes us feel as though we're actually doing something worthwhile and we hope that you'll all go on really enjoying story archaeology as much as we do exactly thank you for listening to Ogilaf Nanagas conversations about Irish mythology with the story archaeologists Chris Thompson and Isolde Carmody for more information or to subscribe please visit www.storyarchaeology.com you can get in touch via email on the story archaeologists at gmail.com.